Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is a show brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X Series or GFX, head on over to Fujilove.com. My guests this week are the photographers who made the F4 road trip landscape tutorial set of lessons. Uh, not only are they a set of lessons for beginner and intermediate landscape photographers, it's also pretty damn funny because they do some great skits in there, uh, a, a lot of comedy to really make it a fun experience. So watching all 10 episodes are pretty awesome. Uh, it is none other than Gavin Hardcastle, Nick Page, Adam Gibbs, and Thomas Heaton. And Thomas is a former guest on this show. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to jump right in. One, two, three. So, oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm glad to see your podcasts are just like mine. I think you should yeah. leave that in. That has to stay in. It's staying. The, the, the majority has spoken. Welcome, everybody. I'd like to introduce... The F4 group, uh, the F4 road trip team, uh, we are here with Adam Gibbs. How's it going, Adam? Good. Thank you very much. Thomas Heaton, how are you doing? Welcome back. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. Yeah, I've, got, I've actually got my Fuji right next to me, so I'm, I'm ready to dive deep if we need to. Awesome. And the two non-Fuji folks, uh, we brought them in just so they wouldn't feel bad. We have Gavin Hardcastle. How's it going, Gavin? Uh, it's going good. Hello, Fuji lovers. I I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything bad about Fuji. I have an open mind. I may one day shift to the dark side, but for now, you know, we'll just see. Ooh. Excellent. We are more than welcoming with new folks. And of course, last but not least. We have Nick Page. How's it going? It's going pretty well. I've got my trusty Sony sitting next to me, which is probably <laughs> not the most popular thing I could say right now. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, excited to be here. No, it's all, it's all good. We Fuji lovers, we, we enjoy Sony as well. In fact, we have a saying. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not playing that joke. Uh, it was a really bad joke. It was like epically horrible and under no circumstances am i going to play it i get enough hate mail so just no 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 anyway on with the show i gotta start off with this uh we will talk about your f4 road trip in just a second but i gotta say watching all of these episodes my family got into watching the episodes too they kind of snuck in, started watching it. And now my daughter is really geared up and really interested in doing photography. And her favorite was Adam Gibbs by far. Really thought he was the most funniest and uh, best photographer of the group. And yeah, I got to say, you guys got her into photography, not, not her dad. 
That's fantastic. It goes without saying, doesn't it? (laughs) I'd have to agree with her on the Adam Gibbs uh, photography and comical appearances because most of the stunts in the F4 road trip were performed by Adam. And somehow, I don't know, it must probably Gavin's influence, but somehow Adam ended up on the raw side of every deal. You know, if there was a stunt that needed doing, it would be Adam. I mean, it was all great. And then finally, Gavin, I got to play this soundbite for you. There is a story behind this. I don't know if you remember this. Did you get any on you? (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is the first time my wife took notice of your videos. Uh, I was... We, we were in bed. I was watching one of your videos. This video sent her into hysterical laughing. So much so that her asthma kicked in and she started crying because she couldn't breathe. After oh, wow. she threw up and spent the rest of her night just miserable. But first thing in the morning, even in her misery, she was chuckling and repeating that line over and over again. So what I'm what I'm hearing is that uh, Adam inspires the artist in your child, and I bring on asphyxiation in your wife. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good, is it? She's still a fan. <laughs> His videos so, are going to have to start coming with disclaimers, medical disclaimers at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> What video was that in? What what episode was that clip? That sounded from? like every video you've ever done, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. No, was that was that from from the F4 thing or was that just from no, my that that is for a, a while ago. It was your first tutorial. I can't remember the girl's name. But um it was uh, the the very first video that you had her on. <laughs> you know, it's so unfair this because I haven't done a fart gag in almost two years, and yet that's all people remember. So I might as well just embrace it and do one every week, you know? It wasn't the fart. You didn't mean the fart. It was that line right afterwards that she line. just went into <laughs> But I did hear a little squeaker in there, so yeah. <laughs> But guys, you guys produced a one-of-a-kind amazing video tutorial for photography called the F4 road trip. And do you, one of you want to just give like an overview of, of uh, what the project entailed? We're afraid to, we've been, we've been, I was going to say, we've been met with nothing but positivity and encouragement and love. Actually, since releasing <laughs> That is somewhat true, uh, Nick, because the the people that have uh, purchased or seen the videos, uh, we true. haven't. We've got nothing but really positive comments. It's it's generally the people that either can't afford it or don't want to spend the money on it that have been complaining. But overall, I think the response has been excellent. So, in a sense, it's a ten episode uh, tutorial course over the course of. Uh, you, you recorded this over many weeks and it goes from uh, I would say incorporates a lot of beginner and intermediate uh, teachings and some 
advanced stuff as far as uh, looking how to do uh, landscapes and, and how, how to approach things, not necessarily with the camera itself, but with, um, you know, judging your environment and uh, teaching people how to look for signs and, and clues to uh, become a better photographer. Uh, and in the middle of all of this teaching, you guys just put on one of the funniest 10 episodes that, that, that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we... the, whole, the whole idea behind it was we, we wanted to do something different. I think originally we wanted to do just like the road trip, but with no education. Um, and then we thought, well, why don't we do a photography course uh, and maybe combine entertainment with education? That way people are more likely to finish the course rather than getting halfway through and perhaps not continuing to watch it. Um, so we've got this sort of 10 episodes, which obviously full on entertainment. And I think I think within those 10 episodes, there's over 40 in-field lessons. So there's tons of lessons. But then we also added on the um, post-processing. So I think there's 37 post-processing images as well. So if you do want to get you know more advanced stuff than what you see in the field, a lot of that happens on the computer afterwards. So you get to see that. But I think ultimately we just wanted to do something that no, no, never been done before, that nobody's ever done. Um, and I think we've, well, no, we've definitely achieved it. I mean, you find me a blooming landscape photography uh, course that is structured how ours is structured. It's, um, yeah, we, I think that, you know, as somebody like myself that has purchased pretty much every single tutorial ever made, one of the things that really strikes you is just how damn dry and boring they all are. And, Agreed. you know, one of the things that we really wanted to do is not only make a landscape photography course that has four different photographers, four different instructors, four different workflows and perspectives, but also make it entertaining and engaging to where you can actually pay attention for 45 minutes without falling asleep halfway through. And I feel like we did a good job of that. Maybe what we didn't do a good job of is emphasizing just how much education is in the course because we you know we were all most excited about the storyline and the how funny it all was and you know when we start talking about camera stuff it's it's really easy for the four of us to just kind of tune it out because we're we we do that a lot but <clears throat> i think a lot of people don't realize just how much education there is in this yeah I right think that's that's the one that's the one thing that we've really learned from how we've marketed this and presented it is that I think had we done it in a way that was a bit more you know we, we pushed the the educational aspect of it a bit more to the to the fore uh, then then I think people wouldn't be complaining quite so much but because we wanted to use the the comedy and the story as a vehicle just like Nick said to to make it so that it's just not boring, right? Just, yeah. you know, we have all of this, this massive amount of educational content for, for instructors, tons of tutorials, both post-processing and in the field, an, an absolute goldmine of educational information wrapped up in this hilarious package that has a story and character development and lots of complexities. We thought, aren't we clever for doing this? Nobody else has done this. This is totally original, but, but perhaps we, you know, we, like Nick says, we focused on our marketing materials a little bit more on the fun part and a bit less on the, you know, the educational thing. So mm -hmm. lesson learned. Eh? 
plus plus we wanted to do something that we would find fun as well um because uh, you know we it's the same with the youtube videos if you're not enjoying doing them then that 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 will come across and uh so it was it was well the first week or two was fun and then it <laughs> and then it all fell apart for real <laughs> i mean when you watch favorite. it you you get the impression that we're acting but towards the end i'm not so sure that there was a lot of acting going on we just uh, we I just kind of hated each other i think it was half acting and half real <laughs> i was i was surprised we did one scene in las vegas where adam had lost all his money in the casino and uh i think it was gavin had this genius idea of creating a montage of adam being depressed on the streets of Las Vegas, right? So what we had to do is create chaos around Adam, but Adam wasn't to react. He had to stand there motionless. And uh, <laughs> we, did these, we paid these Las Vegas showgirls like yes. $20 to the sort of dance around Adam and, you know, woo, kicking the legs in the air, big feathers, you know, all the, all the um, show costumes that they wear. And Adam just had to stand there completely motionless and then we had the idea of doing a time lapse so poor old adam who by the way i need to mention is international landscape photographer of the year held in high esteem respect respected amongst his peers had to stand on the las vegas strip completely still for over 10 minutes well, we did a time lapse of Las Vegas going by and everybody saw the camera and Adam not moving. And of course, you know, what do people do? They start running up, hugging him, taking selfies with him, <laughs> jumping on him. And he just had to stay still. But the whole time, it was amazing. That. It was amazing. It's the, the best like sequence of filming that I've ever done is just following Adam around Las Vegas while he has to be this sort of depressed guy. So much fun. <laughs> but see, that's the brilliance about these tutorials. Uh, you have now done something that I don't think any other tutorial has done, and that's introduce uh, rewatchability. Uh, because any tutorial that I've watched before was basically one and done, and it, it turned into a drink coaster um, back during the CD days. Um, this, I mean, once we finished watching it, um, you know, my kids wanted to start it from the beginning again. It, Can I ask, it was, how old are your really kids, awesome. Mark? <laughs> um, well, this is going to be a testament to how bad of a father I am. Uh, uh, seven and ten. Oh, dear <laughs> oh, me. Boy. Oh, gosh. Good job. I see. I took the executive decision to beep out all the swear words. So you've got me. Well, it was, everything was fine. I'm like, and my wife's like, should, you, should they be watching this? My kids are fine. <laughs> they don't me swear to come to time. First of all, how cool is it that you have... You have a photography tutorial that, you know, is probably rated. What would you rate this? It's 15. maybe not R, but it's definitely PG-13. Yeah, it was yeah. PG-13 up until episode 10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And that was just what made the cut. <laughs> just imagine what didn't make it into that episode. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I, I would have loved to have a blooper reel. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that's what I think once we're all able to, you know, n do video editing and not hate it again, because that was so much <laughs> video editing when none of us, we were all very excited to start like, you know, archiving some of the files. Um, but there's definitely going to be a blooper reel come out. We just have to be in the mood to edit it, I think. Agreed. Uh, give yourself some distance and maybe do DVD commentary or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, how, how did this all, like, what gave you the idea to do uh, this, this big road trip? Like, what was the inspiration behind uh, bringing the Avengers together in, into one big uh, video package? Hmm. Where, where do well, we start with that? Yeah, it all started in yeah, you... um, Canada last year, didn't it? I think mm-hmm. was it last year, the year before. We, I think we, we people loved us getting together. But the problem is, we're all releasing sort of bits and pieces of content on YouTube, and uh, we all wanted to do something that was bigger than just YouTube. So, sort of one big combined show, I suppose. Because the problem is with YouTube, if you were to all get together and make a great film. It then it's, it's like, okay, well, whose channel do we release this film on? And then if you create a new channel just for the film, then it's not going to do very well because the YouTube algorithm uh, will right. sort of restrict that. Um, so that, I guess that's where it came about. Um, the idea we talk about doing doing a... Sorry. Yeah, no, no. We, we, I mean, we talked about doing um, maybe doing a workshop as well, but then we kind of poo-pooed that idea. Good job um, as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so I would have to say that some of my favorite videos of of, of you all uh, come from the the Canada time. This is when we got to see different perspectives in the same location. Uh, so anybody who's a fan of one photographer can appreciate the same place, but from a different point of view and in a different set of eyes different set of creativity floating in your head. And I think that was, I think that was awesome and needed to be seen uh, by, by people. My only uh, regret at that time. Uh, and, and again, this was not necessarily a regret, but like any, everything was happening at different time periods. So the, the release schedules were always mm-hmm. different. So they, they didn't line up with, the, the the setting that you guys were videoing uh the f4 road trip solves all of this and you get to see everybody coming together and you guys retain your style uh, of uh channel when you were doing your presentation which is really awesome uh because it, it, you weren't you weren't a, a needing to adjust to 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 the other person you guys were doing your own thing, but it fits so well together that I, I think it just made the whole experience and, and the final photos produced just that much more uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I think that um, that that was to us was probably the the biggest value to the people watching it is the fact that we're four very different, very uh you know, varied people, Tom and Adam approach a scene completely different than Gavin and I do. And it's, there's a lot of value in the fact that, you know, you're seeing completely different approaches and techniques. And then the post-processing is very different. It, to me, that's when I go and I get to shoot with other photographers, oftentimes that's the most fascinating part is just watching how another person operates. And sometimes it's a little thing. It's like, you know, you know, why the the method that they're choosing to set up their camera or, you know, just just little things like that. It's there's a lot of value in just seeing the workflow of of different photographers. And, you know, when there's four of us, there's four times as much, 
you know, instruction and and that stuff in this as there is in a typical, you know, video of of, of the same kind. And I would say, I would say that uh, I, I'll let you finish, Gavin, in just a second. But more importantly, not only were we able to see your successes, but we were also able to see your failures. Uh, and failure, I mean, circumstances like lighting or or mm-hmm. placement just didn't work out for a certain time. And we got to see you work around and resolve that for uh, each each uh, video, which I think isn't highlighted enough in photography because failure is a huge part of photography uh, landscape in, in particular, because sometimes the conditions aren't right. And needing to see that is important for people who are just starting out. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I guess it's part of it. But of course, we we obviously, we really want good light. You know, we want to be able to produce the best images that, that we can. And I think, I, I probably speak for all of us here, I'd rather, I'd rather sort of address the point that, okay, the light was no good and I failed completely. I'll try again tomorrow, rather than take a picture that was absolute crap and then try yeah. and pass it off as so here's the picture i got and you and i both know it's garbage you know so i think uh, yes we we did show some of the failures there was there was a scene where i just said well i didn't even take a shot i think that was when me and tom were down at the badwater basin and yeah and you didn't get to see the shot that that adam and, and nick took down at the uh down at the the salt flat there where the river, where the river was coming in. So yeah, we had those failures, but the, the point I was going to make earlier about the, the actual, you know, you said we, we managed to retain our teaching style. <clears throat> I think for, for the three of us, not, not including Tom, because Tom's worked with Greg before, but for, for the other three of us, it's the first time that I've had, you know, a semi professional, I'm calling him semi professional. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time that we've had a cameraman, you know, so, I feel like, you know, one one thing that we haven't said in any of our marketing materials, because it sounds kind of weird to say it, is that the the instruction in in field is actually, I feel it's actually better in some instances because I can relax. I I don't have to fidget with this other camera, which is a real hassle, especially when the light's kicking off and you've got the shakes because you're so excited, right? It's such a luxury to have this professional cameraman there who's, Okay, don't you worry about that. I'll take care of all that. You just get the shot and you explain how you're doing it. And I, I, from that point on, I was so spoiled from that experience that having to come home and film myself is just a chore. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg was okay in in, in videoing, but really the the MVP was Brody McBro Bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brody. Brady that was means- the un- unsung hero of the of the whole thing, I think. <laughs> and uh, h- how was the trauma of him filming in that bathroom? <laughs> how crushed was he against the wall? Oh, it was painful. And, <laughs> and you know what? An awkward thing to have to film. You know, throwing a throwing a guy that we barely know into a bathroom with four men. It was it was uh, uncomfortable. We'll say, put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do spoilers for everybody, but uh, you guys uh, uh, would have made the Austin Powers uh, producers proud with the well-positioned towels and certain scenes. And uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's uh, it was 
It, it was eye, an eye opener for me. <laughs> it was an eye closer for me. I think I think we all knew what we were getting into. That was all done in good fun. Um, but I, I was. There, 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 was no, there was no end point. It was like, okay, we'll just do some stuff. You know, Gavin, you cut your toenails. Nick, trim your beard. Whatever. But nobody was directing it. Nobody said, right, guys, we'll do 30 seconds worth and then we're done. So this just went on and on and on. And it got so awkward in the end. And then eventually it was like, okay, I think we're done. And then we all just had to leave because it was. Um, For me, looking yeah. back at the whole the whole thing, the, the part that strikes me the most is just how much ad libbing that we did that ended up pretty good. You know, because we we went into a lot of those scenes with just like a rough skeleton, like, okay, this is going to happen. And then we we just have to figure out how it all plays out. And we just try to, you know, react how we would really react. And it's amazing how good some of our acting was, you know, during some of the most chaotic scenes. A lot of it was just one take and it worked. And it was that to me, looking back, that's my favorite parts is just seeing some of that play out, knowing that that was like a one take and we pretty much nailed it first try. That's awesome. And I mean, watching the videos, you really get the sense of everybody was having a good time. It was, it was very Rat Pack like that, uh, where everybody's just coming in, having a great time. And, and, and then now let's do some awesome photography. And that was, that was awesome. It, it was just like your YouTube videos, except on a, a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about having a good time. Do you guys remember having a good time? <laughs> uh, I In think the beginning. The first, first couple of days was fun because it was all exciting. And then the reality kicks in and then the fatigue kicks in. And then the, mm-hmm. uh, the realization of the amount of money we're spending kicks in. And then uh, after three and a half weeks, it was all living in that godforsaken trailer. It was, it, yeah, I think we all had our moments where we were, um, our, you know, breaking point. Yeah, and uh, Las Vegas is not my favorite place, just to make it clear. <laughs> <laughs> just for the yeah, record. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it have been nice, right? It would have been so nice if that, the cherry on the top, you know, the luxury that you look forward to at the end of the trip wasn't this ginormous reeking ashtray of a city <laughs> called Vegas, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be so nice if we'd been going somewhere else, but but Vegas, that's what we had to look forward to. It was <laughs> it was so soul-crushing when we all had to line up and check into that awful hotel. And and it was just What'd like... What you say? Didn't you say? Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah. It was the cheapest well, on the street. That's what? why we got it. <laughs> I, you know I, what? I had a, the, the, a headache the entire time in Vegas, you know, the Vegas yeah. headache, I call it. Yes. Yeah. I it had, had nothing you. to do with the drinking. It was all about just smelling <laughs> cigarette smoke the whole time. You, Mind you, it was to um, all those people that came out. That was really, that was really yeah. something. I was really. Oh, that was uh, incredible. Yeah. It was great to see all those people come out and. Yeah, we had a fan a fan meetup, like a um, yeah, it was just a meetup. It wasn't a photo walk or anything like that. I think by that point, we you know, we never wanted to see another camera again. But we yeah, invited, we weren't walking anywhere. No, we invited anybody think, that wanted to come and hang out to the Excalibur Hotel, and well, I'm amazed that people did. I think that was the best part of like that was the best exclamation point that you could put at the end of the video. Uh, I guess we're in spoiler territory here. I never thought a, a tutorial would be spoiler. 
Will he use that luminosity mask or will he not? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but after, and, and again, w- w- with your, uh, let, let's not say aggravation, let's call it method acting. Um, <laughs> let's say that at the very end of that harsh road trip, uh, you guys come in and meet the guy, and I'll just leave that one at that, um, and, and dealing with the guy. And just that, that, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And then to punctuate it with everybody there to come see you and just have a grand old party, I think was a great end. I, I, I really got to say, I, I, episode 10 had me, I almost had to say it was probably the weakest of the uh, episodes, mm-hmm. but that end of the line, uh, the 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 you know the the end of the yellow brick road, I guess. Uh, although the, the coloration, I guess, isn't important, right? <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, we did several things in this in this series that had never been done before. One of which was to teach a landscape photography course in downtown Las Vegas. You know, that's yeah. not the typical place that most landscape photography courses, you know, go to. And there's a reason for that. But I think, you know, it was a good end. It was a good end for us, you know, behind the scenes as well, because to be able to meet up with a bunch of fans and every single one of them was absolutely determined to get us drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and they may have succeeded. Um, yeah. It, it made a really good end for the whole trip, I think, because by the end we all needed a drink. We were so tired of being on the road. That was probably the longest photography um, you know, photography oriented trip that I've been on three weeks is quite a long while to be getting up for the majority of the sunrises. It was, and we were, and to be in such small confined quarters with other people, it doesn't matter who they are. You're going to be sick of them. And man, we were sick of each other. <laughs> that is for sure. We, we're still, we're still not ready to hang out. <laughs> I don't think. But you guys at least story-wise, confirmed that there will be a season two. Um, what what are you thinking of uh, as far as that goes? Has that even crossed your mind? Or uh, are you doing any kind of planning for, for the next time around? And what would you do different? What would you do the same? Well, oh, it's too soon, two, man. Which is not, is not a sore <laughs> point. Um, if we'd have... I, I, the, the, sorry, Adam, go, go ahead. On. I was just going to say, I think if we did do another meetup, it probably wouldn't be such a big project. It would probably be more like the first time we met up, uh, perhaps maybe a little little bit more organized, but um, something along that line. I can see that happening. But I I, I think uh, we'd have to do things quite a bit differently if we did another series like this. And, and then, you know, what are we going to talk about? I mean, we've already covered pretty much everything in landscape photography that we could think of Um so I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think there is that. There's a hundred percent scope for this to go into a season two. Although it would be the same format, but perhaps we'd um, do the education differently um, or present it differently. But to be honest, I've been so um, put off the idea because of the response we've received um, from the you know vocal minority, but a very vocal minority. 
and it's um yeah the the negative response that i've had personally just from putting this thing out there and you know i'm not um, a big marketeer i don't push things i don't you know i'm not an aggressive salesman i kind of just put something out and then just let it do its thing and yeah i've i've received such a heavy pushback from this which hit me completely blindsided me complete surprise mm-hmm. i was not expecting it and that's part of my own naivety as well and you know none of us are marketeers and that's probably why we messed up the launch so badly but um yeah i've had faced such animosity from people that if you ask me to do a season you know if if somebody came to me and said you know i want to invest and i'll, I'll give you you know fifty thousand dollars to do a season two um I, I, right now i'd say no no chance um, I need I need time to um, recover from not the road trip, but from the past week. <laughs> it's been yeah, I think, I think I think some of it was um, because we we all went in this with good intentions. Um, it wasn't just a, a quick money grab, or uh, we we went in it with uh, good intentions. We wanted to put something together differently, and then some of the the comments have just been so. Uh, uh, aggressive and and um, mean spirited that it kind of turns you off, you know. Think, oh, why would I even bother? Um, but there's a lot of people that really did enjoy it. It's just right for whatever that, reason. That's something to add is like the the people that have been so negative about it. These are not the people that have bought it. They're just mad that first of all, price point has been a big sticking point. You know, there's a lot of people that because of the way that we marketed it and we were not very clear about what the F4 project was, we kind of, you know, surround shrouded it in mystery. What is this thing? And then when it comes out that it's a paid landscape photography course, people are like, well, why? I want this for free. And a lot, a lot of people were mad that we were charging anything for it. And then the other people that were, were, you know, understanding that we would charge something for it. They had a much lower price tag, in their minds of what it was going to be. And, you know, granted we released this at probably the, the worst possible time we could have, you know, during a global financial crisis, <laughs> you know, it's not the ideal time to release a premium landscape photography product. Especially um, watching new, uh, Las Vegas back a, a year ago. It's like, Oh, that's, that, I remembered that. That's, that's, that's what life was like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, Although we, we, we recorded the... right at the tail end of freedom. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. But we, and we released so, it as well because we were forced into this situation whereby we've all lost a ton of work. So I know uh, that my diary was fully booked up until December and now it's a hundred percent empty, like zero. Yeah. So that's another reason we were kind of, our hand was forced. It was like, do we do this thing now? Because literally every job we've had has been canceled or do we stick to our original plan and leave it till the end of the year? Um, so yeah, okay. Maybe not the best decision releasing it now, but there was no malice behind it. There was no strategy. It was just right. kind of like, oh, all of a sudden we've got free time. Let's edit it. Hey, it's finished. Yep. Let's put it out. Yeah. I think we were just excited for people to see it. See, that's, that's the other thing as well. I was thinking about this yesterday and we, we could have uh, finished the project, got it ready to put out, and then we could have sort of said, okay, let's just all calm down and have a think. Mm, maybe we'll push it out in six months. But the problem is when, when you have this many, you know, four, and, and if you want to include Greg as well, five of us working pretty much round the clock for six months, constantly in touch, constantly chatting about it, getting this thing finished once you've got this thing finished 
the, the momentum almost forces you to just push it out immediately mm. because the idea of finishing that and then sitting on it for six months, I don't think I could have handled that. I don't think any of us could have handled that because it was such an, a massive task to put together. So I think momentum played a big a, a big part in us releasing it when we released it because it was simply ready to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting back to the whole season two notion, I think one of the things that we will definitely do different if there is a season two is the way that we talk about it and market it. I think it'll be a much more clear expectation as to what it's going to be. That way we're not surprising people because it turns out people didn't like that particular surprise. Um, Yeah. So that and I think we've realized that, you know, because we all are constantly creating content for YouTube, people have you know, our audiences are pretty accustomed to getting things for free. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Doesn't mean I have a hundred thousand people willing to buy a tutorial. So right. that that's something that we've realized. And I think from something to think of for next time, um, I would actually think of the the disappointment as if you're going to take a positive from this, it's there were, there were so many people that wanted to see, see this, but didn't want to see it as uh, a photography course because mm-hmm. photography courses tend to be pricey. In fact, I would say uh, for, for a photography course like this in, in other fields, you're looking at people. I've seen people charge, hundreds more, uh, even ranging in the thousands. Um, it's not unreasonably priced for uh, a, a tutorial course. Um, but what I think people were possibly thinking is not more of a tutorial course, but a season of entertainment. Yeah. And in that case, yeah, it might be. But again... I had a great time with it and you, you, you did something that I couldn't do with my kids to get them interested. In <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe a season two will be something more of a, a, you know, if we could find somebody to pick it up and purchase it and, you know, release it on a Netflix or an Amazon or a Hulu or something like that, maybe that would be a more acceptable way of releasing a season two. That way, you know, we can come out on top financially, but people don't have to, you know, sell a child or a kidney in order to get it. But the problem with that kind of release is that it will be a completely different looking release because you can't put something on Netflix that has, you know, 20 minutes of landscape photography education in every episode. So that something like that would very much be more about the the entertainment aspect. Um, So that maybe would be some kind of potentially, you know, feasible thing for a season two. If anybody from Netflix is listening. <laughs> yeah. I think for season two, I mean, we all, we all have different ideas, you know, uh, we've learned so much. Like we, we I think all, of all of the uh, good and the bad that's come from this, we've learned a hell of a lot. So if anything was to happen again in the future, would, you know, I mean, this is just me speaking. I'm not speaking for any of the other guys here, but I mean, it's clear that people want 
to see the adventure and the entertainment side of things um, with perhaps a little bit of education sprinkled in along the way. So maybe that would be one way to go a shorter trip, perhaps instead of three and a half weeks, we could just do 10 days and instead of doing, you know, no post-processing and maybe just um, do shorter in the field tutorials, but make it more about the journey. Um, and then that way we would be able to release a, a, a lower price product, but who knows? Um, it's uh, we we feel that it, the current one is fairly priced because one of the things we did was look at all of our competition essentially. You know what are those other big landscape photography courses and other photography courses charging, and yeah, most of them are a little bit more than ours actually. I think, um, mm-hmm. but all around that mark. Yeah, and and uh, you know, looking at the competition, I feel very comfortable with how ours stacks up because we not only have four different perspectives and four different styles being taught, but we have, we have more content as well, you know, and, um, looking at looking at the other competition quote unquote, because it's, you can't really call it competition because our product is so different. Um, I feel very comfortable with how it stacks up against other stuff that's out there as well. Absolutely. I think the problem is, is, oh, go on. I was just going to say, I think that the problem isn't the course or the price. I think the problem is how we've presented it from the off, how we've, yep. we got excited and we've started teasing it and we, you know, we've started to show clips and behind the scenes footage on Instagram. Uh, I don't think at one point we ever said this is going to be a paid for photography course. That is our mistake. I think of the, this whole thing, that was probably our biggest mistake and it's not, it wasn't intentional. You know, I think I've been called um, a con artist, a ripoff merchant, and uh, greedy. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> I got a personal email. I can vouch for all of those things. He is he is all three. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. That's that uh, so 100% not uh, not the case um, at all. Um, and I've completely lost my thread of what I was saying. But um, you know, we were quite naive. We've never done anything like this before, um, and perhaps we should have been a bit more transparent from the very beginning. Uh, but you know next time i think it's also worth mentioning though guys that um when you are and i hate the term but when you are perceived as a youtube celebrity right even though i I, me personally i have a relatively small audience but it doesn't seem to matter to to the general public when they when they view you they make assumptions that they make the assumption often that you are raking in piles of dough that you have a room in your house full of cash that occasionally you'll open the door and roll around in this giant pile of money and the the reality is that it couldn't be well it couldn't be further from the the truth like life's a struggle and you know i i i'm pretty sure i speak for all of us none of us have, have accepted offers of government assistance during this time when a lot of the people i know have uh, because we're self-employed, we're, we're a one-man band business, each one of us. And so we've, we've knuckled down and we've, we've continued to work and try and carve our own path in life. But maybe Tom's rich, but I'm not. <laughs> well, and, and, and I mean, to add to that, I mean, just to put things into perspective, I mean, I, I um, you know, my, my partner, she has a good job. And if it wasn't for Karen, I'd be living in my van. And that's, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was going to bring up the fact that you live in a van. But... I'm serious. I'm serious. I mean, I've, I've been a photographer for 25 years and um, uh, never has photography been such a bad business to get into. 
and all yeah. because so many photographers don't they undervalue their work and that's what i was trying to tell people but they just don't listen photographers undervalue their work including myself and when you put value on it all of a sudden you know it's seen as a ripoff and um mm -hmm. that's why the music industry is in such dire straits is because now you can get everything for free so why would you pay for it you know yeah um I mean, it's and just, I, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's just the way it is. But uh, just to, you know, just to let you know, I don't make enough to make a living. I, I'm living basically off of my partner's um, income. Yeah, Sugar and, mama. And I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not far, I'm not far off where Adam is. I mean, th there have been periods in the last two, two years where despite doing workshops, despite doing private sessions, despite creating downloads for people, uh, I've I've had to live off savings on, on on more than a few occasions and gone unpaid. And yet, during all of that time, where I've not paid myself or received any income, I don't stop churning out free content on YouTube. I, I continue to pump out free stuff. Uh, no one no one complains about that, you know. But the the minute that you create this premium product, which is head and shoulders higher quality above anything that we've put out on YouTube. You know, that's when, that's when you, you start to see who your real supporters are. And I think this is a good opportunity to say thank you to all those people who did buy the course and, and you know, gave us absolutely rave reviews and actually came to our defense on all kinds of social media platforms to, I mean, most of the responses against all of the hatred that we've received haven't come from us they've come from people who actually bought it and took time out of their, their day to go on there and, and write whole essays about what they thought of the product and and they've justified it on our behalf so i'm i feel really thankful for the the loyalty that those and support that those people have put in and so and that personally makes it a lot easier for me to continue going through these hard times and still pump out free content because I know that there's people out there who, who get it and who appreciate it and want to support us because they love what we do. Yeah, well said. Very well said. We, we should yeah. stop talking about all the negativity we've received. <laughs> Actually, you know, we should thank everybody who has bought it. And like Gavin said, not one, well, as far as I'm aware, not one negative review. Like I've had personal emails from people um, saying how much they enjoyed it. And people have uh, consumed the whole thing in a day and then rewatched it. It's um, The feedback's yeah. been incredible. It, it truly has. It yeah, is that's quite the feat a lot to watch fun. an entire season of something. You know, that's like almost 10 hours of content that, to consume in a day. That it takes a level of dedication that is borderline sick. I don't think I could watch it again. <laughs> I'm going to need some time. I can't, I at least can't watch the episodes that I edited because, you know, I've, I've watched them enough times as it is. That was most I of them. I can't wasn't watch it? episode 10. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> The bathroom scene was once as good. <laughs> once good. Yeah, nobody needs to see that twice. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, but again, this, this is, I mean, personally, I think this is a great collaboration of creators coming together and doing a big project that's educational and entertaining. And yeah, you're going to see who your true, truest fans are. Uh, those that 
are hating, you know, some of them may be hating because they don't have the money for it. And, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, but again, you're not asking a lot of money for it. This, you, in my opinion, and I, again, we haven't actually mentioned the price on, on the podcast yet. Anybody who wants to go check this out, it's uh, f4roadtrip.com where you can uh, order yeah. the tutorial. And the base price is $3,000 uh, for the 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say $3,000. Sale for 300 but it's going up after Christmas. <laughs> every, every time somebody buys a copy, it doubles in price. So if you want it, get it quick. <laughs> then Angel gets their wing. <laughs> um, it, it's 200 just for the 10 episodes, but altogether with the additional uh, video tutorials on post-processing, is about three hundred, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's two nine nine for everything, the full bundle for everything. And yeah, you got a ton of stuff. There's just behind the scenes, obviously the post processing, thirty seven post processing videos. That's a lot, <laughs> and uh, the right. episodes as well. So yeah, it's it's decent uh, value. But again, um, I, I just again, I, we appreciate that it is difficult times right now, and uh, not everybody um, can afford it, and that is a lot of money to some people. Um, so I, I definitely um, do sympathize with anybody who's you know, lost their job or been laid off who may escape that by watching our YouTube channels, but then they feel a bit aggrieved because they, they then can't have this. Uh, that was never our intention. But um, yeah. I, I would just yeah. want to say that, you know, we're not saying that anyone who can't afford it is is cheap. That's definitely not what we're saying. Um, I think the whole timing of everything has been just very unfortunate. And, you know, we would love to for everyone to watch it for free. Um, but at the minute, obviously, that's not feasible. And, yeah, right. I mean, it's global pandemic. And that's in the United States. That's putting it mildly. It's sad to say we have other. <laughs> we, we, we have uh, a lot of uh, civil unrest happening uh, around the world. Um, it is, I mean, 2020 hasn't been easy on anybody. I, I think it's fair to say, I don't want to yeah. start. And, you know, in, in addition to that, my guy just didn't come through. <laughs> he didn't come through like we were all hoping. Spoilers. No spoilers, no spoilers Nick. Well, oh, I mean, now you ruined it. Now, yeah, it's no, now nobody will watch it. <laughs> there goes the rest of the, there goes the rest of the sales. And I think Nick's actually thinking of moving to Canada, aren't you, Nick? Oh, well, I hear it's it. nice. <laughs> Maybe Ireland or Scotland or somewhere a little bit happier. <laughs> Are you guys happy in Canada? Eh? Yeah. 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 Pretty we good. are on Vancouver Island. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. sweet. I mean, that trip we, uh, Gavin and I went on the other day, that was pretty sweet up there. That was, that was a yeah. nice. Mind you, Redwoods look really good. Yeah, the redwoods are beautiful. I thought yeah. the redwoods were closed. How did you get out there? Well, the campground, the campgrounds are closed, but that doesn't mean that random pull-offs along the side of the road are closed. So you, you're, you're always doing random pull-offs, aren't you? <laughs> See, <laughs> See that's that's why I have this, such an extreme overlanding vehicle is so I can park on pavement and camp. Yeah, well, there you that's go. what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't do it now. It's uh, we can't do that in the UK. I think it's illegal to stay overnight away from home at the minute in the UK. So, oh, sadly, I'm UK has the worst for van life. 
Oh, it's always bad anyway, to be honest. Um, uh, if you want to, if you want to live the van life, don't come to the UK. <laughs> Scotland's okay. <laughs> but, um, England and Wales, man, you've got no chance. You get that knock on the door at midnight asking you to oh, move really? on. Yeah, wow. oh, it's awful, awful. Yeah, your, yeah Europe's fantastic. Uh, Anywhere in Europe, brilliant. Uh, but England, I struggle to park up anywhere. Uh, and every time I go out in my van and make a little YouTube video and sleep over, I'm breaking the law. <laughs> so, but uh, it's just one of those laws that is ridiculous, and no one cares about. So, where where are you supposed to camp then with your van in a in a proper oh, in campground? A campsite, a blooming campsite oh. where they charge you thirty five pounds a night, and you have you know there's a field with a toilet block and a shower block. And even some of them will lock the gates at like 10 p.m. and open them at 8 a.m. That's no good for a photographer. Um, and you can't just rock up either. You can't just rock up and camp. Like campsites in America are fantastic. The ones here, you've got to call ahead. You've got to email them, book. And then they're usually full, uh, like like brimmed. You know, they, they don't have specific campsites. It's a lot of it's, it's just a field, <laughs> like go in that field. Um you know, yeah. you do get to be fair, you do get some good campsites. But for me, the whole idea with a van was park up at the location that I want to shoot. Uh, Scotland's good for it. You can, there's a lot of places in Scotland you can camp without any problems. It's so remote. But um England, you know, there's always that sign saying no overnight parking, no parking allowed, no camper vans allowed. And it's like, oh God, why so many rules? I, yeah. You're yeah, that's just, it's just England. Yeah. Even Gavin's getting yeah, into England. the camp life now, eh, Gavin? Yeah, I'm, I'm shopping for a camper to put on the back of this truck. So. I'm sure you'll get something very small and petite. <laughs> <laughs> Not. No, man. I, I live in Canada where everything's huge. You know, right. That, that's, uh, it's, the, it's one of the reasons I moved here is, is because everyone has so much more space and, you know, it's, more, it's far more comfortable. The, f- the first thing I did when I moved here was I walked down my staircase with an, another person at the side of me just simply because I could. You, you can't really do that in, in most houses in the UK, you know. So, but Tom, can you not can you not boondock in like a residential street where there's no signs, there's no rules? It's just like it's just a quiet residential neighborhood, and nobody's going to notice a Ford Transit van. Yeah, I just don't do much <laughs> landscape photography in residential neighborhoods. <laughs> no, but it'd be like 20 minutes, 25 minutes from where you shoot. It's That'd be at least something, right? Yeah, well, I have to, I've done that in the past. Um, yeah, like on public roads, literally under streetlights, uh, not too far from houses. Uh, I think, I don't know, I think the problem is, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just this country. They're so rule orientated. <laughs> you know, there's not much, you know, you go to anywhere in Europe, um, or like Scandinavia, like Finland, they have open campgrounds, free firewood. It's all free of charge. It's a well-maintained. It's just, you know, it's all about being in nature. That does not exist in this country. Um, you can't, you can't do it. It's, it's all private land. They charge you X amount of money to come and sleep in their field. And eh, it's not great. But you know, I, I just I just disregard the rules, and um, I'm not doing any harm. I don't I don't see sleeping like every time I go wild camping up in the hills, totally illegal, completely illegal. But it's no different than having a picnic. How is sleeping in a tent any different to laying down a picnic blanket and enjoying a sandwich? You're just having a night picnic. Yeah, a night picnic, right? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, that is fascinating. 
Yeah. The funny thing is, though. Well, you're doing not... a good job at selling us all on moving to the UK, Tom. No, I, I don't move. There. I guess that's you why I'm move moving to I'm Canada, Canada instead of. Yeah. I think I want to move to Canada now. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, but there's a lot more people in the UK, isn't there? There's oh, UK is yeah, 70 million in the UK. It's busy. Oh. Yeah. Well, gentlemen. <laughs> Aside from UK issues, uh, <laughs> on that happy note, do you have anything else to complain about? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not. Well, it's let not me give you my real rating. <laughs> um, no, gentlemen, F four road trip. This is something that I, I personally couldn't wait for when, when, when it was announced. When you guys were uh, getting together again, and I, I mean, I still feel that some of your best work came from that time where you were all in uh in the in in the rockies and it was some of the most entertaining uh footage some of the i mean everybody was just having a great time and i think that's the biggest thing people are most excited about with your projects is that we just want to see you guys hang out that's first and foremost the fact that you're taking photos you know bonus um and, and teaching a course that's you know that's that's great too uh but i was in it for just to see what you guys would do together and just to see what kind of craziness you'd be up to and you didn't disappoint <laughs> you uh totally opened my eyes <laughs> well, I, think, I think i mean to, to be honest with you i think we have gavin to thank for that because he's pretty much um I mean, every time Gavin does a video with a whoever, he always brings out this uh, this funny side of everybody, whether it be Sean Bagshaw or or uh, Mark Denny or any of those guys. So um, I think Gavin is somewhat the catalyst to all of this, and um, the I instigator, the instigator. And I, <laughs> I, I know I I, I thor thoroughly enjoy it. It's something that I'm, you know, that uh, is totally something different than what I usually do. So I, I just find it so much fun. And um, and hopefully people that watch these videos will find it fun too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember my first shoot with Gavin, and uh, yeah, I, I can't remember how the conversation went, but I ended up submerged fully in a hot tub, emerging from the hot tub, <laughs> grabbing my phone. <laughs> and this was a public a hot tub in a public swimming pool, and Gavin's like filming it, and I'm like, dude, what if someone comes in? He's like, oh, it'll be all right, it'll be right, it'll be right. And he's just he was willing to film this hot tub scene in front of 50 other people swimming and bathing. Luckily, it was empty. But uh, yeah, he does. He has this way of um, of, of co coaching the best out of you and putting you at ease. Because uh, I'm, I'm not very good in front of the camera if I'm to do any kind of acting. I'm fine when just talking out by myself. But uh, yeah, so every time I'm with Gavin, I just want to do some crazy, funny, elaborate skit. Um, so yeah, and they seem to get more things. and more outrageous as we go along. You know, I've been <laughs> yeah. in a bathtub twice now. <laughs> <laughs> and one well, That's a great, a great run there, Thomas. Well, I got to say this though: uh, out of everybody, I think you have just scratched the surface of your comedic talent. Uh, <laughs> there is, and let me say this: the, uh, where I think you hit it out of the park is the times where you were reacting rather than saying something because there is an innocence to your look that I think <laughs> you have yet to tap into. And I think, I mean, that's just my two cents. You're all very funny, but man, I think there's so much more 
that you could bring up. So Gavin, work on that. Yeah, so what <laughs> you're know saying what? is my yeah. best my best performance is when I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I think Tom looks like Shaggy out of Scooby Doo. I think I think I know what <laughs> I Mark's know. talking about because I I remember watching some of the scenes where Tom would just he would just give a glance at the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's the scenes exactly. where where there's this discord between Adam and Nick. And Tom would just kind of, he'd be facing the opposite direction. And when there would be a lull in the conversation, he'd turn around and give a sly look at the camera like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and, and that's all it needs. And I, I think comedy, it, it comes from all of that conflict and all of that discord. And if you can throw subtlety in there, but which is quite notable to the viewer, uh, it, it's, it's quite a powerful thing. And, and I think a lot of people are not used to seeing that much comedy from Tom. I think... On, his, on Tom's channel, you're starting to see more of it. I, I think uh, probably started about a year ago from, from what I've seen. I don't know. You'll have to correct me there if I'm wrong, Tom. But um, So I think when he does do it, especially when it's when it's with F4, it's a bit more... It, Unexpected. Pay, it's a bit, yeah, you pay, you pay attention. Oh, what's he doing now? You know, It's a little bit out of character, whereas people are used to seeing Adam being absolutely ridiculous in my videos and showing off his beautiful smooth legs. yeah there's just little subtleties in the way tom can react to things i totally understand what you're saying for example one of the scenes that didn't make the final cut of one of the episodes but did make it into one of the trailers is where adam leans forward and says don't tell the others but i like gambling and then yeah. the look on Tom's face is just so priceless. It's yeah. little stuff like that that just can totally tie a scene together and no words were needed because his face is so expressive. I was waiting for that line to come in. I, that was one of my favorite lines of the trailer. And I was so disappointed that I didn't get to see that. Yep. <sighs> That's the, basically the, the Yellowstone of the, uh, the trailer. Have you guys seen the movie Major League? Yes. No. no. Yes. Back in the day. Back in the Charlie, day. Charlie Sheen. Back when Charlie Sheen was uh, watchable. Uh, <laughs> the trailer had one of the best lines saying, that ball wouldn't have been out of most parks. Name one, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't in the movie. He, he yep. had a curse that all his best lines were in the trailer, but never in the movie itself. <laughs> So congratulations, your major league. <laughs> the highest but, of compliments. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but guys, such an honor to have you all uh, on the show. You guys both, uh, yeah, both, um, all of you. <laughs> um, I love your YouTube channels. Your photography is absolutely amazing. Uh, let's go one by one. Tell people where they can find you on the web. Uh, Adam, let's start with you. Oh dear. Uh, Adam Gibbs photo.com. That's my website. And on YouTube, just Adam Gibbs photography will take you hopefully to my YouTube channel. Hopefully. Yeah. There's a couple of, there's a voice actor and then there's an, an actor. Um, actually one of them tried to buy my domain name, but I, I wouldn't sell it to him. So, <laughs> so one way or the other, you'll be entertained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's um, where, how about you? Yeah, that's where you'll find me. Tom? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't Did we lose Tom? 
Oh, no, no. Hey, I'm just not listening. Not See, paying attention. Comedy. I just, I, I, checking his Stop emails. Stop interrupting thinking, him. Is really getting into his book. I know. I was just thinking how I can uh, subtly uh, promote my, uh, as well as the F4 course, the F4roadtrip.com. That's that's where we should send everybody. But uh, yeah, you can find me at thomasheaton.co.uk. And um, I'll be releasing a book shortly. I just thought I'd get that in there. I thought, why not? We're on a podcast with loads of uh, listeners. And there's definitely... mad already. I know. Oh, there's a good, I'm sort of scared of promoting anything right now, but there is a good handful of uh, Fuji images in the book. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is because I literally took delivery of the book today. So for the first time, I've had it in my hands. And um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah, thomasheaton.co.uk or just Google uh, YouTube. No, don't Google me because you'll find a footballer. But you can YouTube <laughs> Tom Seaton photography. Or you can buy right. my book instead. Adam's book will be better than mine. Oh, buy both of them. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Box set. Buy, buy mine and get Adam's half price. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How about you, Gavin? Uh, well, I, I feel a bit inadequate now because I haven't got a book to plug. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Just go and buy their book. But yeah, if you want to find me or anything about me, just look up Photo Tripper, and that's photo with an F. So you'll find me at phototripper.com or just go to YouTube and type in Photo Tripper. That tends to be the way that people find me. Sounds good. And how about you, Nick? Uh, website is nickpagephotography.com. And then YouTube, of course, just do a search for Nick Page. And Instagram's where I share most of my images. So if you want to look at a thumbnail of my photography, <laughs> you can do so over at Instagram.com slash Nick Page Photography. But I'd rather you right go on. to my website because it looks better. And anybody interested in the tutorial course should go to F4RoadTrip.com. And there you'll have the links to buy the, the big package, the small package. Any kind of package, uh, we're yep. packages of all sizes. And, yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and just for full disclosure, I paid for the two hundred dollar one. I wasn't given anything for free. Uh, no review copies, Nick. Um, everything. <laughs> it's all that I paid for. And personally, my personal opinion is this: Shut up and take my money. There you go. I yeah. think. I think everything was worth it. I think it was a great time. And I mean, just for my own personal entertainment value, but uh, the big surprise came was how much my kids enjoyed, uh, enjoyed it and, and took to photography. Again, it's, it's a personal disappointment in myself, but I am so glad that they are now interested in photography. Um, so well done, gentlemen. Uh, Great time. And again, I always look forward to seeing your videos and seeing you all get together is even a greater treat. And I wish you guys nothing but the best, nothing but success. And, you know, the haters will hate. Uh, believe it or not, many YouTubers go through bad comments and <laughs> uh, from no. what I hear. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe that for a second. I'm pretty sure I we're know. alone. It's, it's a shocker. It's uh, it's not just you guys, but you know, I, I, I just hope it doesn't discourage you too much. Uh, I, I know it's always difficult to hear, but there are so many more people that are enjoying your work than hating it. Uh, and I want you guys to know that your work is truly appreciated 
and I can't wait to see more. Awesome. I'm going to listen to this recording, just this end little bit, like every day when I wake up, like I'll stare in the mirror, I'll get teary eyed and I'm just going to listen to this over and over and over. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having us on. Yes. Thanks, um, Mark. This has yeah, been I fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, I'll make it your ringtone. How about that? <laughs> nice. I'll just let, let people call me all day long. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time and having a chat the f4 road trip guys so much fun to hang out with and i highly recommend you head on over to f4roadtrip.com if you're interested in the landscape photo uh, photo package or if you want just go to their respective channels and enjoy their videos they are so much fun to watch they're funny insightful and it's it's just a blast this show is made possible by fujilove magazine for the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. I'm Mark Sadowski, and we'll see you next time. We, we enjoy Sony as well. In fact, we have a saying, uh, what's the difference between a Fuji camera and a Sony camera? I could say a lot of things, but no, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to say? <laughs> About two hours. <laughs> yeah. With your battery life. Whoa! Oh, so, I don't know, gosh. my X-T3s, uh, you sneeze and that battery dies. Ooh. Okay, uh, no, let me see. I got to edit that edit, one. Edit, edit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to buy five batteries for my X-T3. Um, although the X-T4, no, come on, that's got the bigger battery. So that's, you know, that one's, that one's the one to, to have right now.